You're listening to the best of Morning Drive with Dietrich and White, an on-demand audio presentation of redpeachsports.com and ESPN977.com. Now here's today's show. Good morning, North Louisiana. What up? How goes it? Aaron and Jake hanging out here in the Caldwell Banker Group 1 Realty Studio in West Monroe. Top 10 Thursday continues to roll along. Yes, Top 10 Thursday continues. Uh, we got a message on the text line. Where is Stone Cold? He's right here. Number three, Stone Cold. I know you like this one, Aaron. This is, uh, well, this is a little edgy, kind of, kind of offensive, honestly. But this is what uh, made him a star and... For you know everyone who knows the whole Austin 316, that became a big, uh, a big thing as far as like people wearing shirts that say Austin 316. This is where that originated, and this is what made Stone Cold um, a, a famous, uh, one of the biggest icons we've ever seen in the business. I do was go buy him a cheap bottle of Thunderbird and try to dig back some of that courage he had in his prime. As the king of the ring, I'm serving notice to every one of the WWF superstars. I don't give a damn what they are. They're all on the list, and that's Stone Cold's list, and I'm fixing to start running through all of them. As far as this championship match is considered, son, I don't give a damn if it's Davey Boy Smith or Shawn Michaels. Steve Austin's time has come. And when I get the shot, you're looking at the next WWF champion. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. All right. Uh, that wasn't. <laughs> I just take directions from you, man. You I, tell me to start at a certain not. point. You, you said take, two minutes and 46 seconds. I said I start it. to 46 seconds. We're sitting here bickering like an old couple. But uh, the whole point of that was, he says, you thump your Bibles, you mm. talk about Psalm 316, Austin 316 says, I just whipped your blank. Mm. Greg says, when you all finished up talking about WWE, let's go straight into a small story about days of our lives. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll give you a synopsis on that. Uh, Todd says, not a promo, but when Stone Cold came out and JR's call, if he's stunning everybody, was one of the best moments in wrestling. Oh, yeah. Everybody loves Austin. And by the way, uh, Chris Blair, we're still making an effort to get him uh, on the line. Uh, I, he may be in route to uh, Texas A&M. That series against the Aggies actually starts tonight. It is a number 17 versus number 19. We'll talk a little bit more LSU here in a little bit as we get to number two, Jake. Yeah, at this point, I'm just wanting to wrap up Top 10 Thursday. Oh, this is on, not man. gone yeah. the way we wanted. I think it's fine. Technical man. difficulties We're fine. out the wazoo. You plug through, man. If you're in the midst of a promo and it starts going south or you lose your train of thought, do you just call it quits? Do you just walk away from Mean Gene? No. You plug on through it. All right. Well, number two, finally, this is one of my all-time favorites, Ric Flair, talking to a crowd, I believe it was AWA, or I think it was AWA. Anyways. This is him uh, saying the classic line about Rolex wearing, yada, yada, yada. And this was actually what the Colts adopted, and I think other franchises would, would say this, to, to get them hyped before games. If I edited it right. If, <laughs> yes. Philadelphia, woo, I'm going to tear you down. Pensacola, Florida, when I get to town, 
We're going to treat all you women woo, the way women ought to be treated. Because the NWA and some real men are going to take that Civic Center apart, and then we're all going to be over a rodeo woo, driving the women wild. Miami Beach, get ready. Woo. We are tour, and we're doing it better than anybody else alive. Now, Buddy Landell, it's so hard for me to sit back here in this studio looking at a guy out here hollering my name when last year I spent more money on spilled liquor in bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex-wearing... Diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Woo! <laughs> I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down. Uh, there's so many parts of that you enjoy, but the one thing that's often missed, the cutaway to the crowd, and there's literally 15 or 20 people sitting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're all it's in. Studio. Yeah, it's they're studio. all in. They're all in, but it's the women, too, that they just <laughs> yeah, love him. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Uh, Richie says, Jake, did you sell out and put hard times at number one? Look, how can you deny that? You know, that has to be the all-time greatest promo because it meets every qualification. It's iconic. It's entertaining. It's It drew Talk about what this did for, you know, everybody remembers Dusty Rhodes versus Ric Flair. It was one of the greatest robberies ever. And this was, I believe, the, you know, signature promo of that robbery. This is what drew the people in. So here's Dusty Rhodes, hard times. Let's put a bow on this thing and move on with our lives. <laughs> Ric Flair, the world's heavyweight champion. I don't have to say a lot more about the way I feel about Ric Flair. No respect, no honor. There is no honor among thieves in the first place. He put hard times on Dusty Rhodes and his family. You don't know what hard times are, Daddy. Hard times are when the textile workers around this country are out of work and got four or five kids and can't pay their wages, can't buy their food. Hard times are when the auto workers are out of work and they tell them go home. And hard times are when a man has worked at a job 30 years. 30 years. They give him a watch, kick him in the butt, and say, hey, a computer took your place, Daddy. That's hard time. That's hard time. And Ric Flair, you put hard times on this country by taking Dusty Rhodes out. That's hard time. And we all had hard times together. I admit I don't look like the athlete of the day supposed to look. My belly's just a little big. My hand is just a little big. But brother, I am bad and they know I'm bad. And there were two bad people. One was John Wayne and he's dead, brother. And the other one's right here. Nature Boy Ric Flair. The world's heavyweight title belongs to these people. I'm gonna reach out right now. I want you at home to know my hand is touching your hand for this gathering of the biggest body of people in this country, in this universe, all over the world now. Reach it out because the love that was given me and this time I will repay you now because I will be the next world's heavyweight champion on this hard time blues. Dusty Rhodes tour 
Oh, he brought it full circle. Full there. circle. Yeah. But, you know, I think people have conversations about who was the greatest promo, him or Flair. Yeah. Man, it's tough to beat Dusty. Yeah. Let me bring John Wayne into the conversation. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Tabes and uh, Jake, I got some hard-hitting questions here about Dusty Rhodes. Okay. Uh, how much do you think he weighed there in, in his, quote, prime? I, I think he was, yeah, he was listed, what, about 280? So I'm guessing... Yeah. Yeah, two eighty to three. What do you think his forty time was? <laughs> uh, better than Arden Keys. <laughs> Can talk about full circle. Consider he, he, was, he was a college Rhodes athlete. Two twenty five. Wait, what'd you say, Tyree? I'll say you know Rhodes played college baseball, so and he, he was a really good high school athlete. So I I would say coming out of high school, I bet he was about a solid four nine. That's close. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that visual of Dusty Rhodes racing Arden Key, though. I can't get it out of my mind now. That's what the Who needs are... Rich Eisen versus those big offensive linemen? Oh. Just put Dusty Rhodes up against Arden Key. <laughs> we need that. If we could only travel back in time and bring him. Or Jake day. versus Tabes. <laughs> What's that? said you and me. Same difference. Um, uh, Brandon says, uh, good Lord, I've never wanted to hear Teddy Allen so much. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy Allen will be joining us live for the Masters oh, coming up at 830. Yeah. <laughs> this did not go as planned. Oh, no. it was fine. Oh, yeah. Well. Uh, Donald wants to know, I might have missed a couple before I got in the car, but there has to be some Hulk, Sheik, and Stone Cold McMahon clips. We had Stone Cold, well, we had the King of the Ring Stone Cold. Yeah. We have some honorable mentions too, but I don't even know if we want to go down that rabbit hole with the with the way this man edits. <laughs> uh, there's no Chris Blair this morning. Uh, I think he's en route to uh, College Station to watch uh, the LSU Tigers versus uh, the Texas A&M Aggies. This is a matchup of two top 20 programs: 17 LSU, Texas A&M at number 19. Jake, you look at this thing in this series and how important it is. Uh, if you're one of those history buffs, uh, LSU has won 14 of the last 22 meetings with the Aggies, even though um, the Aggies posted a, a series victory last year in Baton Rouge. All-time Texas A&M leads the series by not by much, 22 to 20 and 1. Yeah, and if you look at LSU right now, um, going into the series, they're pretty much night and day from what they were at the start of the year. And by that, I mean their pitching has really, really improved. Um, you know, we've seen Mikel Hillard be just a top-notch starter on Sunday. Mm. A guy that came out of nowhere. He's been – he's really solidified that position. And, you know, the rest of the staff and the bullpen, I believe they went several innings without giving up a run, which uh, we failed to mention, you know, earlier this week. The bullpen stepped it up and the starting, rota starting rotation has. So – I think this this is going to be a, a really big, really important series because Texas A&M, while they are ranked in the top 20, they're still not considered to be one of the top teams in the overall SEC uh, conference. So that may just tell you how strong the, the conference is. But this is one that LSU, I mean, it'll be, I know it's on the road, and I know you just, you know, you want to take two away on the road or at least not get swept. But uh, if LSU could take two from them in College Station would be a big weekend for LSU. A couple important stats about LSU. Right now the Tigers are 5-4 and four in the SEC after that series win against Mississippi State. That puts them only one game out of first place in the Western Division behind uh, Ole Miss. 
LSU's bullpen has been uh, outstanding. They enter this Texas A&M series with a streak yeah. of 29 and a third consecutive scoreless go. innings. Bullpen was last charged with a run back on March 21st versus Tulane. Of course, uh, Zach Watson continues to tear it up. He is now homered in three times in uh, the Tigers' last four games. Yeah, and they're going to have to continue to tear it up because you look at this Texas A&M team and – their overall ERA is 283, and that's best in the league. So, if you if you look at this this series, you're expecting a lot of pitcher duels, and so the offense is going to have to, you know, kick it in. And like you said, Zach Watson's been on a tear. Hopefully, he can keep it up in this series. And then, of course, uh, Zach Hess will get the start. The sophomore. You look at his overall numbers for the Tigers, making that uh, crossover from the bullpen to starting. He's just four and three on the year with an ERA of four nine three. 55 strikeouts in 38 innings of work. Yeah, um, he's had some up and down performances. Uh, you know, I think back to the Vanderbilt performance a couple weeks ago. But look at last week. You know what he did against Mississippi State. So, um, yeah, I think it's been it's been a process going from being the closer to being a starter. And then let's not forget he was going to be the Saturday starter, and they moved him to, to being the Friday starter, which I think is a much more suitable role for him. But yeah, he's going to have to be big tonight for LSU. Uh, Chris Blair will join us again, the voice of the LSU Tigers, next week. Richie says, it's okay, Jake. That segment was better than any golf segment you guys do. Sam says, I was thoroughly entertained. Okay, thank you, Sam. Thank you, Richie. Appreciate it. Uh, Jay says, FYI, on this date in 1998, I believe, Dusty Rose shockingly reveals he's part of NWO. Had to look this guy up, and that popped up. Mm, Good stuff, good stuff. Coming up, some headlines on this Thursday morning. Continue to weigh in at 888-993-7762. I think later on we need to play one of those honorable mentions. The Arn Anderson one is pretty good. Yeah. You taught me into it. We'll do it. The Morning Drive is back after this. Brad Parker and his wife Leah opened the Iron Cactus in Calhoun, Louisiana on July 12, 2010 and has made Iron Cactus into a one-of-a-kind restaurant and, in my opinion, the best Tex-Mex in the area. They now have a second location at 428 Desired Street in Monroe. Iron Cactus offers a family-friendly environment that's open for lunch and dinner and also has an array of platters for your catered events. Every time you visit Iron Cactus, You'll find a dedicated and grateful staff with a commitment to deliver the best Tex-Mex, along with the fresh ideas that will make you want to come back again and again. They pride themselves in using fresh food to meet your expectations of a delicious dining experience, and they look forward to serving you in a simple cantina setting. What's better than the Iron Cactus fajitas? Eating them with a margarita, obviously. They are so excited to announce they are now serving your favorite margaritas, wine, and ice-cold beer in downtown Monroe. 428 Nazir Street, Monroe, and 1304 Highway 80 East in Calhoun. The newest lawn equipment pro center in the area is your new Cub Cadet Superstore, Yard Power. Yard Power in Monroe is your source for the full line of Cub Cadet mowers. In fact, they're the only dealer in Northeast Louisiana. And Yard Power is loaded with Cub Cadets. Over 100 mowers on the ground ready to roll. All backed by a full service and parts department. So remember YP, Yard Power. On Highway 165 in Monroe, just one mile north of Century Lane. Whatever car you're looking for. 
Whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. another cup of coffee and keep tuned to the morning drive this hour is sponsored by car king and monroe jake was counting down to this day and now he's got a new countdown how many days to the nfl draft 22 days what about the schedule release that at all <laughs> um so i figured since we talked about top 10 thursday we got our, our professional wrestling out um now we'll talk about some ufc news um <laughs> No, uh, I do have something that Adam Schefter tweeted out that is interesting in regards to the NFL draft. Uh, Sam Darnold, Josh Allen, Josh Rosen, and Baker Mayfield all have grades of at least 90 on Scouts, Inc. Why is that important, or why is that relevant? This is the first time in 15 years that four quarterbacks in the same draft grade that high. And, of course, Darnold leads with a 94 Allen is a 92, Rosen is a 92, and Mayfield is a 91. Hmm. So, which also made me think, you know how we were talking about a couple of weeks ago about whether or not the, the Browns should, like, would it be worth gambling and getting Saquon Barkley as the number one overall pick and then coming back and getting a quarterback at number four? Well, if you, if you look at the latest mock drafts, they'll be able to get Barkley at four mm -hmm. because, you know, they're, they're expecting three quarterbacks to go in the top three picks, so... They don't even have to do that anymore. It seems like that's not even something to discuss anymore. And plus, it's very deep draft in terms of running backs, too. Yeah, well, and especially deep at quarterback. So, mm. yeah, it's um, – it's, I, I love the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. I know we talk about this all the time, but I, I can't wait for it. And I like looking at the mocks and then seeing how different the actual draft is. But, uh, yeah, uh, four quarterbacks, though, top, in the top 90 – rating and that's the first time we've ever had that mm. yeah that is going to be uh, fascinating to see how this plays out the other aspect of course and we've just we really haven't discussed it at much at all about rosen and of course now his uh back and forth with his former coach Ooh, and, yeah. and jim mora of course and you look at this and was this just a case of mora just dude i don't know selling out a little bit and then trying to generate some headlines and continue to keep his name in the news but why you wouldn't just continue to have a former player have his back? What is there to gain? I don't know. I, I was – because I listened to other people talk about this, and some were saying maybe he was trying to get the media job. Like maybe he was trying out as a media personality and trying to say that even though I have bias toward the – like biases toward this player, this former player of mine, I'll say whatever I feel or think. Maybe that was the case, but that's the, really the only thing I can think of in regards to unless he just straight up doesn't like Josh Rosen and trying to, you know, get back at him for something. But I don't think that's the case. I think it's more about maybe he wants to be a, a media personality and wants mm. to prove that he can be unbiased. Well, good luck trying to be a, a coach again and then <laughs> yeah. get out on the, the recruiting trail yeah, exactly. and trying to say, hey, you know, I'm going to be your second father. I'm going to walk you through this. Uh -huh. And then once when it's time for you to turn pro, I've got you. I'll have your back. And, of course, we'll put you out there and we'll give you plenty of credit for what we've done and what we accomplished together. 
Oh, yeah. Well, what about that guy, Josh Rosen? Yeah, the actual quote, though, and we're going off the top of our head, he, he said Sam Darnold. He would take Sam Darnold over Josh Rosen unless he was going to a big market like New York. Is my, am I getting that correct? Yeah. So just for those who, who don't know what we're talking about. So that's, I mean, that's that's a big, that's quite a statement there. That's definitely saying that, hey, this quarterback of mine used to be a diva. A couple of headlines on this Thursday, and uh, we look back at some games yesterday on the diamond. Louisiana Tech uh, loses a heartbreaker to Little Rock, 2-1. to one. This was a big ball game for the Diamond Dogs, even though uh, it was a midweek game. But you look at the Trojans coming in with an RPI of 41, which is actually a lot higher than Louisiana Tech, even though the Dogs went into this game ranked 22nd in the country by D1 Baseball. Once again, it wasn't the pitching that let the dogs down. It was their offensive attack. Yeah, only three hits. When you only get three hits, it doesn't matter how special or how good David Leal was on the mound, and he was as good as he normally is. Uh, he, he didn't give up a run until the eighth inning, and despite that, you know, Bulldogs only get three hits and were only able to scratch one run across. And because of that, and because I think something, I think because they got ranked so recently, you know, at the start of this week that they were – you know, broke the top 25, earned the number 22 ranking. I think that plus the way they played really fired up Lane Burroughs. Mm, yeah, and afterwards, uh, Lane Burroughs was not a happy camper, and he let the media know it. And of course, his team on the performance against Little Rock when they lose two to one. and uh, we weren't ready to play. We played awful. Uh, that fall back, falls back on me and we had terrible practice yesterday. I had to get with them, had to call them up. I don't understand it. 22 and 8 after 30 games and the guys acted like they didn't want to come out and practice yesterday. Disappointed in them, disappointed in me and our coaches, everybody. Uh, we got to regroup and uh, at the end of the day, Buck stops here and uh, we weren't ready to play. Uh, give their guy credit. Very generic. He was 85, throwing fastballs right by us. And it ain't like we had hard outs. Uh, it, they, we made it very easy on the guy. You like that part? Like the guy throwing? Was, uh, it, not like he's throwing 85 against us? He said it was very generic. <laughs> wow. What uh, a statement. Yeah, I could only manage uh, three hits on one run against that generic pitching from Little Rock. Yeah. He is peeved. <laughs> I wouldn't want to go to practice today if I was losing a tight baseball. Uh, Bulldogs return to action this weekend, taking on UTSA. ULM returns from a trip to Fayetteville. They lose two games to nationally ranked Arkansas. Uh, of course, the squeaker earlier this week in extra innings, and then yesterday they lose four to nothing. They certainly had some opportunities in this game. I think hit wise it was something like nine to eight. There was an odd play in this game, Jake. Uh, ULM had a runner on third, a wild pitch. It basically hit the backstop so hard that it bounced nearly all the way back to home plate, and uh, Braden Barrett was tagged out at home. Yeah, just bad luck there. Just awful, awful luck. Uh, I do want to mention in this game that Robert Scott Faust, yeah. former Rebel, had a heck of a game. Came in, pitched two innings in relief, struck out two. Their top two batters, yeah, weren't they? I mean, yeah. struck out top two Arkansas batters and uh, only allowed one hit in two innings. So good for him. I believe that was just his second overall career yeah. appearance in the college ranks. That'll get you some uh, confidence right there. And you look, of course, uh, how important this series this weekend is now with uh, Texas State, the Harvard of the South, coming to Monroe.
other headlines, and we discussed this in the 7 o'clock hour, LSU's Pro Day. A nice showing from uh, NFL scouts, as you would anticipate. But I think there was only uh, two NFL coaches actually on hand for this one. An opportunity, of course, to make some money, showcase your skills. You look at this class, and uh, you look, of course, at Darius Geis, what he's going to be able to do. But uh, Arden Key continues to be the major storyline. Arden Key is without a doubt the major storyline because he came – he's the biggest question mark in this draft. I mean, you look at it, and it's like what he said. He went from being talked about as the number one overall pick to being a potential third-round pick, and there are reasons for that. It's a drop in performance. It's, uh, hey, why did you miss this time? Do or do we – can we, you know – count on you to be there and if you just look at his numbers both on the field and off the field look at this 40 time this 485 and 487 that's not that's not Arden did the 487 come second so they go oh we're gonna give him another try he just probably had a just a a bad 40 and then he goes uh, out and runs a second I I don't worse than the first I don't know which one came first but both are very poor (laughs) especially when you're aiming for a four six and, like, it's not like, you know, we watched him as a sophomore. We know he's quick off the edge. We know how tough he was to stop and uh, how, how much he impacted the game and influenced it. But because of the time he missed and because he didn't look like his old self last year and only had glimpses of it, yeah, they're big question marks, man. You can't – this is the NFL. You know, people can lose their jobs if they swing and miss. Mm. You know what I mean? So you got to make it count. The, the NFL draft, the Saints have proven – what I've always believed is that, you know, the NFL draft can really change your franchise. Look at the last two drafts for the Saints. They were phenomenal. Guess what? The Saints were right there, a play away from, you know, reaching the NFC championship game. So I, I just, you know, how important that the NFL draft is, when you have these type of question marks, it's not good, man. People aren't going to take the risk and gamble like they used to. Yeah, I just look at it as a missed opportunity and the money that he is leaving on the yeah. table. I mean, literally, just get yourself in the best darn shape possible, and everybody's going to be looking at your 40 times. They're going to be looking at your weight. You didn't do the, the bench press. I mean, just work out. Like, I mean, this is your You're opportunity. You're You yeah. come in 238? What, are you tr- what, is, what is going on? Who Either who is in your ear or what is wrong with your drive? Like, why can't you get fired up to do this? Hmm. Mm. Uh, we are fired up for this weekend, and, of course, the Masters getting ready to tee off. Teddy Allen, or it is already teed off. Teddy Allen will join us in the next segment. Hey, there was a couple of crazy storylines uh, yesterday, and this is probably one of the craziest. A guy hits a hole-in-one, Tony Fanu, ranked 32nd in the world. He's there for this par-3 competition, of course, with his family there. I think uh, three or four kids on the bag. His wife is lugging around the bag. He hits a hole-in-one on the 7th hole uh obviously a big thrill for himself and his family he's running towards the green in celebration and this is how it played out this is the call courtesy of espn and now at the seventh hole this was just a moment ago tony finau <laughs> with his wife and four children with him. Whoa, don't Jeez. hurt yourself. He sprained an ankle. Oh, let's hope he didn't. 
He's waving that he's all right, I hope. Waving at his family to come join him. About to play in his first Masters tomorrow. And all right, a couple things. At first, it's almost comical. He's celebrating. You're thinking Bill Gramatica making a game-winning field goal. He's jumping up and down. Then you look, and, of course, it looks like a, a horrible injury. This was on the seventh hole. He limped through the next two holes. News now coming out that he has a dislocated left ankle while celebrating that hole-in-one. The x-rays were negative. He went under, underwent an MRI. MRI. He is still expected to uh, tee off later today at 11.43 our time. And as you heard there from Sean McDonough, uh, about to play in his first Masters. Yeah. Uh, isn't that just the craziest story of the week? You know, it, the other part of it is, and if you watch the video, he's laying there. It literally looks like he pops his ankle uh -huh. back into place. He doesn't need Saw Graves or Dr. Jeff Counts. Well, at that moment, this is the best slash worst moment of your life. <laughs> yes. So you've got to make the most of it. you got to tough, tough it out and, and get up and, you know. Well, we've talked about Tiger Woods playing on one leg, basically, the U.S. Open yeah. years ago. How about this story? If he can go out there today. He's going to win the Masters. Yes. <laughs> With his dislocated ankle. Uh -huh. More about the Masters coming up from Teddy Allen as he joins us live from Augusta after the break. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty. We earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing. The king of the road, the king of the road, car king. Whether you have a sports or an orthopedic injury, nagging low back or neck pain, work-related injury, or even vertigo, get the care and treatment you need at Legacy Outpatient Therapy Services. LOTS has been a reliable health care provider for Ruston and the surrounding communities for over 15 years. Give Chase Patterson and his team of skilled therapists a call at 318-255-9601 or visit our website at LegacyRehab.net. LOTS, official partner of Louisiana Tech Athletics and your home for trusted therapy solutions. Powered by Legacy Rehabilitation. If your business depends on technology, then you can depend on NetTech. We offer remote desktop and service management, cloud-based document access, email services, IP phone services, fiber internet, and data security products. With locations in Monroe and in Ruston, our friendly technicians and help desk staff are ready to solve all your IT problems. Let NetTech be your IT department. Visit nettech.net or call 866-668-0001 today. If you or a loved one have been injured or a victim of medical malpractice, you need to go Guerrero. I'm Lauren Guerrero, and my father is Jeff Guerrero. He has helped thousands of people who have been injured in auto accidents, offshore accidents, drug recalls, and victims of medical negligence. So if you or a loved one have been injured through no fault of your own, do what thousands of injured clients have already done. Go Guerrero. Call 24 hours a day at 325-4306 or come by the office at 2200 Forsyth Avenue in Monroe. Good morning, Louisiana. This is the Morning Drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King in Monroe. You need to swing at as hard as he can. <laughs> A good-looking practice swing. He, he only needs to swing about 120 miles an hour. That's, that's a good speed for him. Come on back. Good to you. 
Look at this. Come on, 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 yes, yes, Jake, you got to admit, goosebumps right there just listening to that. Jack Nicholas's grandson in the uh, par three competition contest yesterday in Augusta. Of course, Jack lets him hit on number nine, and he hits his first hole-in-one of his life in front of Gary Player and Tom Watson and, of course, his granddad, Jack Nichols, and in front of thousands there. Just to make you mad. That's good stuff. Yes, that's really good stuff. Perhaps Teddy Allen was there firsthand to watch it. If not, he's certainly on the grounds of Augusta. He joins us for his daily segment. He is our correspondent from the Masters. What's up, Teddy? How are you doing this morning, bud? Hey, good morning, guys. Good to see y'all. Uh, well, we just discussed, of course, uh, Jack Nicholas's uh, grandson with the hole uh-huh. in one. What a way to start the Masters. Can you put into words how cool the story this is, especially when uh, Jack puts it in perspective with his six green jackets and saying this may be his number one moment of all time now. I don't have grandchildren yet. Uh, my sister is ahead of me, 16 to nothing on grandkids, so that's <laughs> good right now. But once you have kids or you have grandkids, that's understandable he would say that. But he just started crying immediately, mm-hmm. uh, which I didn't know till I went back and watched it on uh, television. But did you see the two or three practice swings that that kid had? Yeah. In his in his caddy overall, it was beautiful. I mean, he when his granddad told him fire away, he grabbed a stick. <laughs> I mean, he, he he put three great swings on it, and then he put a wonderful swing on the golf ball. And Flower Mister Player told him to kind of you know aim toward, and yeah. it was a it was a fascinating thing. He they're right now uh, Watson and, uh, and and Nichols are in the interview room, and they've been in there like fifty minutes. I don't know how long this could possibly go on. They usually do this after they get their uh, honorary ceremonial tee shot. But a lot of the conversation was about yesterday and how how much fun that was for them to all play well. And then for the grandson, who if you go back and look at pictures of his granddad when he's a teenager, he looks like this kid. He's he's wide-butted child, you know, built kind of low and just a powerful, stout kid. Hey, can you imagine him only going back to school next week? Well, how was your week in Augusta? <laughs> <laughs> Just getting to carry the bag around with all those people on that beautiful piece of property would be yeah. fun and playing with those three legendary golf gentlemen. But then to get one swing on nine uh, and not only get inside the other three guys, but put it in the hole, it's just fascinating. fascinating. Uh, and the, the next you, grandkid who, who fired a ball, I mean, he had no shot. You can't follow a moment like that. Well, I actually felt sorry for his sister, Nina. She was also participating as part of a caddy. (laughs) So she gets to go there and watch her her brother hit a hole and run on that stage. And uh, for the record, uh, Jack has uh, 22 grandchildren. Yeah, he's impressive. Yeah, the other thing, Teddy, that was impressive, and we played the clip a minute ago, and we talked about it a couple times today, uh, the, the guy, uh, Tony Fanu, and, and his incident on the par three, and, of course, what that means for him trying to play in his first Masters later today. Yeah, that was an interesting shot, wasn't it? The way it hit and spun just 90 degrees almost left, and his foot, his ankle was 90 degrees 30 <laughs> seconds later. Uh, it looked like he'd really hurt himself. He said that's happened before where his foot pops out of joint, a little over-celebrating. 
but I'm sure if I'd have made a hole-in-one at the Par 3 Masters, I would have done the same thing. He's a wonderful player, that kid is, and a big athletic guy. All right, Teddy, let's break it down. Uh, we get ready for the first round. They are underway there in Augusta. On Tuesday, a little bit of a love fest, a bro fest between uh, Phil Mickelson and, Ted, and Tiger Woods. What do you make of this uh, friendship now as they move forward? Well, probably, as a, uh, I guess as a guy who get older, they, you know, maybe have a little more respect for each other. And I'm no psychologist or anything like that. Some guys are quiet out here and some get along with everybody. And, you know, it's been hard being Tiger Woods the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, but Phil Mickelson, you know, it depends on how you're raised. I mean, he seems to always try to get along with everybody. And when, when Woods was ready, he was, you know, welcoming to him. So I think it's good. Guys are 42 and 47 now. And um, some of the rivalry has probably erased a little bit. You know, Watson and, and Jack Nicholas between 77 and 82, they finished one, two in four majors. And Watson won every one of them. Um, and, you know, they were, but they were always friends and hug each other coming off the green. If you go back and look at some of those clips uh, and, these guys had a different route to get there, but I hope now, you know, as they're in middle age, they'll be able to, um, they have a lot to offer each other and a lot of experiences they can share and talk about. And um, and I'm sure Phil Mickelson, who's a family guy, could, could help the younger Tiger a little bit as he seems to be, you know, turning the page on the past and trying to do a little better relationship-wise and not make it so much all about golf. Teddy, before we get into the first round and what to anticipate later today, set the scene for us. Uh, how long you've been at the golf course? What it's like going to the first round of the Masters? What is it like as you made your way to the course this morning? Okay, yeah, it's a beautiful morning here. It's by far the coolest morning. I got here Tuesday. Um, I'm in the press room right now or sitting on some stairs outside of it. It's like a Taj Mahal of of press building it's really incredible how they treat everyone here which is why the patrons are so well behaved and everything you know if you holler dilly dilly or mash potatoes or something <laughs> it's that's over it's over for you that day there's security everywhere there there's never been that kind of problem here but it's a gorgeous day um what i usually do is come out walk to the middle of number one watch the you know ceremonial shots uh come back in here and get some coffee and something and then decide who i'm maybe going to follow which uh, is probably going to be Phil Mickelson, Ricky Fowler, Matt Kuchar, 127, and behind them at 138, Adam Scott, Roy McIlroy, and John Rahm, the um, big Spaniard young man who's about 23 and looks 43. He'll, I'll probably go watch them. They kind of are back-to-back. And this morning I'll just go walk around the course and see what's going on, see if there's anything happening that anybody might be interest, interested in. It's a wonderful Event, if you ever get to come, it's the best run event that I've ever been to. And I talk to people who've been doing this a lot longer than me, and they say the, the same thing. Does the crowd feel different there than another a different PGA event? Um, hadn't been to – did I go to one PGA? I uh, it's – whenever I've been here, I guess it's my seventh or eighth year, everyone is just so behaved and kind and nice. Um, so you watch different events on TV, you know, Phoenix Open where it gets real rowdy and there's a place for that. 
But at this piece of property, I think one of the things is people are just so in awe of how beautiful it is, how easy it is to get everywhere. There's no trash on the ground. People pick up after themselves. There's um, volunteers everywhere to help you. So it's it's that's part of what makes it what makes it, I guess, a tradition unlike any other. People really here to enjoy the outdoors and enjoy watching these fabulous athletes who it's hard to understand how good these guys are and how hard the course is. And so if you have a little knowledge of golf and you're out here and you see how the ground is so much more hilly and uneven than what you can capture on TV, it gives you an extra appreciation for what these people are trying to do. And and that, that, that Bobby Jones and the guys 80 years ago had the foresight to see what this become is what to me is the most fascinating thing, how they laid out the holes with room for people, the people they, they knew would eventually come here that they suspicioned would, how all that's worked out. And it's been, you now they've lengthened, lengthened some holes and they widened number one a little bit this year, but otherwise there's not a lot of architectural, uh, not any ma- you know, major architectural changes. Teddy, you sound spoiled. You basically just go to one golf event of the year. You're not going to the John Deere yeah. Classic or no. the Weed Eater Classic. It's just the Masters no. of Bust. Bingo. Nice, man. Yeah. Fine. This is, when the golf seasons, this is when the golf season starts. Yeah. And um, and I would go to the others. I'm just not in that line of work anymore where I do that all the time. So if somebody wants to pay me to go, I would, I would be glad to go. I love writing golf because it's like a little novel you know, you got a couple practice rounds, and then you got Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So it's little stories that end up being one big story. I think um, so. I, so it's a thing I enjoy writing about. The, the it's a the way they set golf tournaments up is just um, if you have the time and you are lucky enough, and if that's your job for that week, it's it's a it's a challenge to do it and and honor it like it should be honored. And this one here, you got so many young guys who are playing well and can win. And then you've got the older guys like, like you know, Mickelson and, and Woods who have a chance to win. Mickelson's playing better than he's ever played, and we know the story with Woods. So uh, so that's why it's pretty highly anticipated. I don't know if it'd be I – I mean, I, I would – if Tom Watson, if you go back 40 years and those guys you saw play yesterday could play out here today, I would rather see that. But other than that, this is about as good as it gets today. All right, one or two storylines that you'll be uh, covering or looking forward to seeing it play out later today. Sure, Big John Rom. I'm wondering if he's the, the young Spaniard stud. I'm anxious to see how he's going to do. Um, if he'll, uh, Roy McElroy, who's had trouble here. Most of the guys, they asked 143 press people yesterday, who's your favorite to win, and he was the favorite with 36. Um, guys thinking he would win, so that's the fifth of the fellows. Um, and, and, and how will Sergio Garcia play now that he finally won last year and then now he's married, has a child, uh, has kind of embraced this place that haunted him for so long. <laughs> and of course, everybody wants to know how, how Woods will shoot or will he, will he be in contention? Mm-hmm. Also, finally, the, I, my son's favorite golfer is Ricky Fowler. He just had, can't, he had, can't get enough greens here to win or hasn't in the past. And so I'm going to watch him a little bit today. And, and he is a crowd favorite and, and, and a wonderful player. Uh, but I'm wondering if he can get over the hump here and maybe kind of be hanging around Sunday. 
Teddy, from everything you understand from talking to officials and hearing from the golfers, uh, what do you think the winning score, where will it be around this week? Let's see. She should be around to, well, it's nice out there, 75-ish. We'll see how that plays out. If there's no weather, I mean, somebody, what was it, two years ago, 279, wanted or something, but We'll we'll see if the weather holds, and if it if it does, then there should be, you know, somebody should shoot around sixty eight every day. Okay. So eight or nine under the the winning score for the week. Correct. Yes, that's what I'm guessing. If the weather holds like this, maybe the intent it depends on wind and that kind of thing. But there's not supposed to be any rain until uh, a little bit of rain Saturday. Who knows? And then who knows what the wind will do? But yeah, it should be a. Um, a Set up for 68, 69-ish out there. And, and somebody will shoot lower than that today. We do not have exclusive rights on Teddy Allen. Where can we find your work for the rest of the day and a little bit tomorrow, Teddy? Well, okay. Hopefully it will be in either the Times or the News Star. And we can go to designatedwriters.com. Don't cost you anything. It's Golf Week at Designated Riders. So we got a golf video up there from a teacher. It's a free golf lesson. we got a story on how to play better bad golf we got a rap from tomorrow and actually there's a uh, story up there that i wrote last year when garcia won it that i wrote on sunday night after his victory and that's posted to me plus a lot of other stuff so go in there and poke around and we would appreciate enjoy your day enjoy your day Thank teddy allen. we'll yell at you tomorrow morning okay see you then buddy teddy allen live from Augusta. And by the way, uh, an evening with David Toms tonight out at Bayou de Sierra. Jake has been prepping. He will be asking all the hard-hitting questions tonight That's with right. David Toms. Also, I want to ask you this because you consider yourself to be a hardcore golf fan. I, I don't know about hardcore, but I, I thoroughly you're, enjoy watching it. You're in between a casual and hardcore. Yeah. Okay. Who's your favorite golfer? Uh, Tiger. Isn't that like... Don't most hardcore fans look at that and, like, shake their head? I, I thought, like, more casual people like Tiger. Mm. Am I wrong on that? I thought more hardcore fans didn't love him. I actually find him more interesting now with all the issues that he's had in the past on and off the course. And, of course, with the injuries and everything else. Sure. I think it's actually a better storyline now than it was I back then. I completely agree. And as a casual fan... Yeah. I, you know, that's what's got me sucked into the Masters this year. But, Jake, as you know, I'm all about the story, and I want a great story. The only story that would be better than Tiger winning is this Tony Fanu guy with his dislocated <laughs> yeah. ankle. That's who I'm rooting for That's this who I, I want to keep an eye on him today. Yeah. And um, then the news, he just pops it back into place whenever he wants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who's your second favorite? Real quick. I like Phil. If, if they were in a pairing on Sunday, it would be incredible. But now listening to them go back and forth and then just throwing all these – Hallmark card moments. Oh, this and that about you know Phil saying old oh, tigers. They're, so, they're, they're old men now. I know. They're like you. <laughs> I'm actually older than both of them. I believe. Know. I think me and Phil are the same How age. Say- me and Phil are the same yeah, age. Okay. Eight 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 nine nine three seven seven six two. The young whippersnapper over here throwing barbs. The morning drive is back after this. Get your craw daddies now at Randall's Fine Meats. Randall's Fine Meats has your craw daddies ready to go every day. Low prices for live or boiled. 
Ask about their 5 and 10 pound specials on some of the best crawfish around. Plus, Randall's will even cater your next event. Just give them a call, 343-0382, and book in advance. Randall's also has your specialty stuffed meats, and you have to try his fried cracklings. At Randall's, like them on Facebook or just stop on by. Randall's Fine Meats, 4205 Old Sterlington Road, Monroe. Whatever car you're looking for, whatever the price for how many doors, cars, trucks, and SUVs, the king of the road, car king. We treat you like royalty, we earn your trust and loyalty. You'll be wearing the crown and you'll start to sing, the king of the road, the king of the road, car king. The average family accumulates a whole lot of stuff over the years. So whenever you need to haul it, cover it, or store it, you need to call Ideal Portable Buildings and Trailer Sales. When I was looking for a portable building, my biggest concern was quality. My building from Ideal is the highest quality I've ever seen. Ideal can custom build any size building to meet your exact needs. They can add shelves, windows, roll-up doors, whatever you want. I needed a portable building that wasn't going to break my bank. When I talked to Ideal, they offered a price that couldn't be beat. Portable storage at a great price. Ideal also specializes in custom-built carports in any size and trailers up to 16 feet. I was looking for a place with excellent customer service. The guys over at Ideal were great to deal with and delivered right on time. Thanks, Ideal, for a great experience. Haul it, cover it, store it. Ideal Portable Buildings and Trailer Sales, 699-9426. 699-9426. Now let's get back to the sports on the morning drive. This hour is sponsored by Car King and Monroe. Man, ESPN can't catch a break. Did you see the end of that game last night between the, the Spurs and the Lakers? No, but I just got onto the text line. Final, final. <laughs> 10 minutes of the show but what's up what happened uh the end of the spurs lakers game and uh it was on espn lakers were going for the win and in the closing seconds as literally a guy was driving for uh, josh hart was attempting a game-winning layup in the final seconds they cut away to a commercial (laughs) i blame it on screaming lady i bet you do (laughs) And is your day complete now that you're back on the text line? Uh, kind of. I mean, it was a rough one. Yeah. Let's just be honest here. <laughs> there are things that you draw up in your head, and they don't always go as you uh, plan. Tyler says Tiger is still intriguing. That's why some golf fans still like him. Correct. Some golf fans. Yes. My wife not included. <laughs> she can't get over the off-the-course issue. how issues. are you going to pull off watching the Masters of uh, Green We're going to have to try to leave early. You're going to leave uh, early if we, Sunday? If we can leave by 9 or 10, I can at least get back by 2 or 2.30. Can you, that is the game plan. Can you record her watching it? If he's in yeah. you know, if he's in the – I tried that last time, and you remember she was asleep. Well, yeah, yeah but she would wake up in the same Well, when I start ho- hollering and ho- screaming, it'll wake her up. Richie says, you still watch ESPN? How was that cornhole championship? <laughs> Aaron's all in on the cornhole. Yes, and I, that was a great clip from this week. That should actually be the clip of the week besides the guy dislocating his no, ankle at no. Masters. The cornhole championships and how excited they got no. on ESPN Ocho? No, sir. All right, let's get to our party shots. 
I deal in reality, Dietrich. I don't deal in some some hair-highlighted, guy-fieri, wannabe fantasy land. That's the most negative statement that I hear from fans and media ever. So I'd really rather not have any more questions about, is it okay to lose this game? It's never okay to lose a game. Congratulations. Um, Congratulations. I lost. You lost? Yes. Oh, I was told that you won. I'm sorry. Okay, c'est en français, s'il Jake has not been happy about this show at all, and now he's got the text line back up. He's feeling more comfortable. It is time for you to rally. It is time for you to come out swinging. I know you want to end this show with a bang. So you want to venture back into this top ten Thursday and just end it. Let's just give a couple of honorable mentions and forget this day ever existed. (laughs) Great tease there. All right, what do you got? What do you got? Um, Okay, so we got two here. The first one, uh, I believe, is Arn Anderson. Yeah. He, him going off on the NWO, and I don't even have to really set it up. He, he, he sells it perfectly. After last week, I can't believe it. You know, you were a victim last week. This week, you're a perpetrator. Intense pain is a wonderful thing, Gene Okerlund. Your life flashes before your eyes. Things that are the most important to you become crystal clear. Look at this. You start to begin to learn the meaning of life. Last week when they stuffed me in that ambulance and I looked across and I saw Flair, Sting, Woman, Bagwell, and myself, I realized that we were people brought together, not by philosophy, but by necessity. And I started to think, New World Order, New World Order. Where have I heard that? And I remembered in the good book it says when the New World Order is put into place, it signals the beginning of the end of time. Well, WCW is our world. It's where we live and breathe. And if you want to destroy it, Hogan and the Outsiders, you've already made a mistake that jumps off the page. You're going to take a baseball bat to a horseman, finish the job, because there's one rule of gang fighting. See, we are the original gang, and we're the most vicious in all of professional wrestling history. They send one of yours to the hospital, you send one of theirs to the morgue. Oh, oh, pretty dang good. good. Pretty dang good. What I am starting to understand, me and Gene was Tom Rinaldi before Tom Rinaldi. Yes. Perfect. He was the original Tom Rinaldi. <laughs> um, <laughs> that took me off. The, this other clip was, I got to get one more Ric Flair in there. This is Ric Flair as an old man going toe-to-toe with this guy, Jay Lethal, who has a perfect Ric Flair impersonation. So they go, he, he's acting like Ric Flair, and uh, he and Flair are going back and forth here, and you can hardly tell who's talking. Right there is the greatest thing you can do. I've ever seen. You can't be me. You can't do me. And I'm cutting you off right now. You're cutting You're me cut off. off. Yeah. You don't cut me off. Woo! Hey, don't you start that with me. Woo! Woo! Don't you be upset with me. Run! Jack Fraud! Kiss stealing! Wheeler dealing! Son of a gun! Any woman right here, even that fat one, and make her cry. Big man, don't get me wrong. Don't you be upset because they tore old Space Mountain down. Don't be upset. 
side, longest line. So good. <laughs> that whole that whole promo was hilarious. Yeah, yeah, that was good. All right, I guess we ended on a bright note. Uh, maybe a, a year from now we can uh, revisit. Oh yeah, that's what people want. <laughs> Part two of the train wreck. <laughs> it wasn't that bad, Jake. Okay. Uh, what's going on tomorrow? Oh, we're going to have a Jake's hard-hitting interview with uh, David Toms coming up tomorrow. Yes. Uh, we will have more Masters talk. Mm-hmm. We will talk about baseball. What else we got? What's mm-hmm. go- what else is going on this weekend? Plenty to break down, and we will have it bright and early tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. Thanks for listening to Morning Drive. Great job on the board today, John Tabor. The Edge is coming up next. Thanks for listening to the best of the Morning Drive with Dietrich and White. To listen live every day, tune in at ESPN977.com or subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you find podcasts.